So first of all, we have to say thank you to the chap that came over to do the Wi-Fi. We are uh, thankful that you're a master of your skill and you resolve it. So thank you for that. And those who sent a Nigerian hoping that will please you, we want to thank you also for humanizing that. Very thoughtful of you. Cheers. And now what have we been up to? I'm sure we'll share that in a minute. We've been doing a... We've been doing... A social media management as our pastime. And how do we define that? Any analysis on that? Yeah. What do we say? How do we describe it? Very, very simple description. I'll give you 10 minutes of it. And I promise not to talk over it. Uh, prior to the rise of the internet, most businesses depend on offline marketing tactics. As the web expanded, many businesses ventured online by creating a website to represent their businesses or their company. These sites were developed to rank high in search engines for specific keywords. For example, a dentist located in Long Island, New York, or High Street, um, Acton, would create sites which use the keyword dentist in Long Island or dentist in Acton and try to get other websites to post links back to his site in order to make search engines like Google show the site in the results when websites typed in those keywords. This is known as SEO, Search Engine Optimization. Location, well, locating a business website was soon not enough for many online searches. We wanted to not only find a dentist in Long Island or North Acton or acting in general, but to find out what people were saying about the dentist's practice. Review sites sprang up all over the web, but these were easily manipulated by businesses posting positive reviews for themselves and negative reviews about their competitors. More and more internet users started turning to social network sites to get real-time, honest, important information about local businesses from their peers. The social platform responded by making their sites more user-friendly for businesses using the direct access to consumers and easy modes of interaction make social sites a perfect place to attract potential new customers, clients, and patients. As a social media manager, you will take the skills and tools that you learn in this course and sell them to businesses both online and offline to help them improve their existing online social marketing activities or get them online and up and running. You will earn a residual income from each client as the service you are going to provide them are ongoing. As you grow your business, you will 
outsource some of the task and virtual assistant people you use remotely to do the hard work while they manage while you manage the relationship with your client you will use social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, etc. to create a more profitable interaction between your client and its prospects and customers. Don't well done right, this is a win-win. Your work will pay for itself. Your clients will recommend you to friends and business associates. As a social media manager, you will be responsible for setting up the profiles for them. For example, creating a Twitter account, filling out the profile, building followers, etc. Additionally, you can offer to produce a branded design for their social media profiles, which you can outsource for half the price you will charge. You will learn how to do all this and more over the coming days and weeks. You will also maintain their social media accounts for them. For clients who already have their profile set up, you will do tasks like deleting spams, messages or make timely announcements for them. Most social marketing tasks are very simple, but your clients who are very busy running their businesses and don't want to get involved in social media marketing, they are very valuable and are something worth paying an expert, which is me or you if you're studying social media management, to do for them. So, lovely. <laughs> so some of the things we'll do is become more productive, converting prospects into buyers, establish and promoting ourselves, finding jobs, handling problem clients, how to double or triple our fees, reporting and analysis, reputation management, social media proposal document, the profit formula, the social network, turning buyers into long-term clients, why businesses don't do their own social media marketing, working 30 minutes or less a day, my virtual sales team, wow, I can't wait, so let me now return to the advanced training section, I've done module 1, module 2, module 3, so now I'm doing the advanced training section where I'll discover why social media is so important to businesses, why businesses don't handle social marketing in-house, and how I can position myself to tap into the enormous profit that can be made working as a social media manager. Why don't most businesses do their own social media marketing? So we know that social media marketing is important to businesses, but why don't they do it themselves? Or have one or have one of their existing employees do the work for them. Some businesses do, but the vast majority of them don't. Why? Probably because for a successful social media marketing campaign, businesses need to have a presence on multiple social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn and 
better pressed. Many businesses owners have no idea how to use these platforms effectively for brand promotion and reputation management and cannot devote the time to managing and monitoring multiple social accounts. The answer for them is to devote a portion of their budget to social media marketing and start looking for someone to do this job for them. This is where social media managers come in. Having someone trustworthy and knowledgeable to take the entire job of social networking on their hands is precisely what most business owners are looking for. Reset survey show that an ever-increasing number of businesses plan to spend more and more money on social media marketing in the immediate future. Despite the need for social media management, most small to mid-range sized businesses will not hire someone in-house. There are often aren't enough hours to justify creating a full-time position for a social media manager and freelancers are often simpler to work with since business owners can hire them by the job or for the month as needed. This means that the most cost-effective solution for businesses is to hire someone like me on a part-time basis working from home to do these social media tasks for them. Now it's the time to get into the business of social media management while demand is high and there are not enough savvy social marketers to go around. If I enjoy spending time online, like I do, and using social networks, a career in social media management can be both fulfilling and financially rewarding. So, sounds like something I like. I mustn't tell you anything, but if you're wondering what I'm getting up to, that's related. So now, let me find you some news, shall I? And the first news I fetch you is that Hammersmith Bridge opens to pedestrian and cyclists. I like that news very much because it's my walkway. I like going from Hammersmith Bridge to Putney Bridge. So I'm sure lots of people that are even res residents of there will be over the moon that the bridge is opening this weekend. So that's very good. Hammersmith Bridge is to reopen to pedestrians and cyclists this weekend after being shut for nearly a year over safety concerns. The 134-year-old bridge was closed to vehicles in April 2019 and to all traffic in August 2020 after cracks were found in the pedestal to which the suspension ropes are attached. Hammersmith and Fulham Council leader Stephen Cohen said the decision to reopen followed cooperative or comprehensive safety investigation. A temperature control system had also been installed to prevent further cracking. The reopening has been welcomed by residents and commuters but it has also raised renewed questions 
about whether more rapid actions could have been taken and when it will reopen to cars. Mr. Cohen said the council was working at full speed to create a timetable for the bridge, the bridge repair, which will eventually see cars and buses allowed across the river. And extra five million pounds to scrap cars hundred days before Ule's expense. An additional five million pounds to help low income or disabled Londoners scrap older cars and motorbikes ahead of the expansion of the ultra low emission zone was announced yesterday. The extra cash which offers two thousand pounds for cars and one thousand for motorbikes or mopeds that to breach the US exhaust emission rules means the total offered by Mayor Sadiqian to motorists to scrap or retrofit their vehicles has reached sixty one million pounds. But Mr. Kent's Tory critic said yesterday increase in funds was too little, too late, coming 100 days before the U.S. expand to the inner boundaries of the North and South Circulars on October 25th. Susan Hall, leader of the GLA Conservatives, said, unfortunately, it's too little, too late. Thousands of dirty vehicles are still on London roads. Corey's Western debut, its hardest have worked. She has arrived, she has stayed one of the biggest TV shows in the world and got Emmy not for it. But Emma Corrin said her Western debut was still terrifying. The actress who played Princess Diana in Netflix royal drama The Crown stars as the little character in Anna X at the Harold Pinter Theatre. She said, it's the hardest I've ever worked. It's physically and mentally hugely demanding and the fact that it's live every single night and the fact that you're working so intensely with people and it's all on you there is no getting to do another take there is none of that it's brilliant that's what makes it so exciting and electric and terrifying and you feed off the terror <laughs> it's brilliant. It's the best feeling. The play by Joseph Charlton also stars Nabhan Rizwan as a tech millionaire taken by Corinne's character who uses social media to create a fake persona. Okay, good luck with that. The Beckham boys have hit the bleach, although David was at pains to insist he had led the way. 
the ex-footballer posted a picture of himself with Sons Crew 16 and Romeo 18 to reveal their new dyed boss cuts. Beckham 46 and Romeo have both gone blonde with crews opting for pink. Beckham wrote, sometimes the boys need reminding who did it first in the nineties. By the look of their faces, they are not too pleased about it. <laughs> At least they are having fun. They are not having dread in um, the summer. We have lots of jobs, but don't have people coming in. Highest rates among 20 to 24 age group. There are 575 patients with the virus in London hospitals. The Royal London in Whitechapel has reopened its COVID critical care wards. Five COVID deaths in the capital were announced on Thursday. And Westminster NHS Trust said the most challenging thing we are facing at the moment was the shortage of people coming forward for a job. She said vaccine centers were only opening at 30% of capacity. Frontline sources have told the uh, standard that of those coming forward, more than two thirds are over 40s seeking a second job to let them holiday abroad. Mr. Nightingale said, we've had the challenge of having people and not vaccine. We now get the flip of that. We were where we have lots of vaccine and don't have the people coming forward. That's incredible. When you people go and have your vaccine now that they want you to, or it's available to you. Over 1 million people said to miss school due to COVID. Really? The number of children absent from school in England due to COVID-related reason is said to hit 1 million mark. It was warned yesterday. Government data relieved on Tuesday, released on Tuesday, revealed almost 840,000 children were out of class last week. Now source focus the figure will reach 1 million before the end of term, with teachers having to move entire cohort to online working due to COVID rules. Some London schools have decided to shut their doors early and go online only before the end of the term. Tory MP and Chair of the Education Sect Committee Robert Halfon said, we have Argentinian levels of hyperinflation in terms of children being sent home. Three weeks ago, it was 
185,000 children. Now we've got 800,000 children being denied a full education. He said he's destroying these children's life chances. He added, one million children in our country being denied an education. What on earth are we doing to these kids? School leaders want that the final days of school times were being made extremely challenging by unclear government guidance. A spokesperson from the Department of Education said, our priority is for school and colleges to deliver face-to-face high-quality education to all pupils, and we know that being out of education causes significant harm to life chances. Do you agree with that? It could be that uh, because education often some of the most qualified people don't even get job and they don't get loan to start their own self-employed either. Could it be that situation is changing? That uh, I'm not saying education is less important because of that, because majority are actually working with or without qualification. So could it be that the children um, are by the circumstances being invited to see education as a necessity, but at leisure? In other words, just like they were when they were little, they like by they learn by play, like um they have to use the play doh plasticine and all these things, and sort of get the gist from that. Uh, if they are also doing online, they learn to be self reliant. They learn great sense of responsibility. That if you want to succeed, your focus. So who is going to get help? Those who need. And that extra push to actually focus, which will also give parents a of of true sort of people to be more responsible for their own children than for school and social services to be. I feel that the school and social services can still help them because if somebody didn't log in and they have um access to do then this other assisted uh, arena will then check it and say well why aren't you in attendance so i feel that's a good thing about it and there's a bad thing about it the bad thing is the physical extracurriculum activity like sports and things they don't get to participate and they don't get to be a monitored and invited to it if everything is done online of course you can do yoga class online by joining it from your home i'm not sure if it's the same with swimming well we'll see i'm sure experts have their own way of delivering uh, teaching of any subject from a recreational sport to academia and it's received uh, adequately but I've I've studied lots of, I think I've studied more online than I've done physical, so I cannot say there's anything wrong with it. 
I just feel you focus more and you achieve more. But that is from an adult point of view. And uh, if you finished all the Shakespearean book ever published by the time you're 14, is it any wonder you're able to study at home in your adult years? Because during the time you were a teenager reading all those books, 13, 14, that's even... Um, but you just love books so much that you could be on the garden hammock on a tree house or anything but even if there is an earthquake you won't put the book down until you finish the one you're concentrating on reading thank goodness there wasn't any earthquake where you were growing up it's not the same for everybody else but somehow i think it will give them more sense of uh, responsibility and accountability but i think they'll cherish when they're back at school so what's the easiest way to get everything back to face-to-face -to -face sort of learning? Is to just make sure, the same way there's telephone booth in every street corner, there'll be a test. Like, you know, when you come to school assembly, if they have to test everybody is okay, then you're at ease. Even if they wear face masks, the wind can blow it away. It depends how heavy it is unless you have an extra one or the school supply you with face masks. And you better make sure the face masks are user friendly because some of it can give a person asthma when you can't breathe anymore just because those blue face masks doesn't work with me. I'm glad I managed to trace all the way to China. One so good, ha! You could literally forget it in your face even when you're back inside the house. So that's how good it is. So if those ones can be distributed, I'm sure face a physical attendance in school can resume hundred percent, and uh, if testing is also more applicable everywhere, like you can step out. I'm not saying there'll be vigilante anywhere saying who goes there, advance to recognize where are you going. Even if there is, I think people will find that more fun to be tested and to get on with their life than to be confined somewhere. I think going to physical school also helps those who don't like waking up in the morning. The efforts they have to make to prepare, you're going to make them very lazy and overweight, those who need that extra push. I'm sure you'll get it right but they'll love being at school again. Maybe you should ask the children which one did they prefer. Those who are getting bullied and very, very clever will probably prefer to study online, you know. Those who get, yeah, you know, they'll probably do, but if they are very, very good at competitive sports, it means they will have to patronize their local recreation center, like uh, everyone active and uh, better.org and all these other places more accessible to them than anyway thank you for listening and have a great weekend ahead i'm glad i'm able to finally deliver that without the emotion flogging it to death but even the emotion aspect of it has actually been seriously therapeutic you keep feeling your strength and i'll keep lamenting until i flush everything and unburden and free myself of anything you've done that is ill affected me and then enjoy go on the trampoline again
but I, I think the trampoline work better than anything else or going on the water. But I think the chat thing has to do with how many people is missing in your life that you would like to chat with. And the fact that even if you have a million people around you, you rather talk about what is so great than what is bothering you. So it's like you say it to unburden and to free yourself so you will not have to bother anyone because you can't make people stop the way they are. However, when you say it this way, some hear it, some take notes and some behave well, some react positively to it, some say, yeah, you want a piece of me, that's the way I am, and I'm not going to change for you. But thankfully, it doesn't bother you as soon as you talk about it. So well done. I think you should try sometimes if you don't pull yourself. I was once on a bus ride, I was about hundred people there and I said without knowing people were listening I was just asking an old woman next sitting to me I said do you ever lament and talk to yourself she said hell yeah and she won't stop talking for the next 10 minutes and then the whole boss join in and say we bloody do too and everybody just keep going on and I say wow really they say yeah you know <laughs> one man said he goes come here just come here tell me all about it and he just let go <laughs> and he just say everything that is bothering him and he said you feel much better afterwards and you don't and i said you don't feel odd you say hell no it's very very uh, therapeutic everybody agree it's therapeutic then I said, do you realize before we make a clean breast of this, everybody else just talk about who talked to the plant. And then again, some people say, yes, we know about that too. And, and it, he thought he's the only one who talks to stuff. 